Hey friends, welcome to the ADHD Boss Podcast. I'm Ellen Argo and my mission is to help you make more money with self-trust and more fun this year in your business with your ADHD brain. If you are looking for ways to empower your brain, scale your business and have more fun, please subscribe to this podcast. Guys, today we're going to talk about probably my number one fear, which is being misunderstood. And it has been coming up a lot recently, as we do in our human experience with other people and their own human experiences, only hearing what they are very likely even thinking about themselves, or, you know, we just don't understand exactly the way that people intend things most of the time. And today we're going to talk a little bit about how that can be a really great way for us to start to learn how people are going to respond and react. Just kind of like how we understand that the people that have been around us for a long period of time, we can give them a little bit more grace. We can take the high road with them because we know their hearts. We know that they would never do something because they're trying to hurt you, right? Um, And then there's some other people that have shown us that they might be willing to. And so in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the pain of misunderstandings. We're also going to explore some of the opportunities that arise when we recognize and see that a misunderstanding is happening, when we don't run away from a fear of conflict, and how to continue to navigate through that conflict and decide whether you want to be in pain or decide if this is a time for a new opportunity and recognizing that sometimes you need a little bit of both. So at the beginning, we're going to talk about the emotional weight of misunderstandings. And a lot of times they can feel like a personal attack. And when we're in that place of feeling like it's a personal attack, we're in a lot of fight or flight. And what we know about fight or flight is that our CEO of our brain is not available at that time. It is only going to try to protect us. So one of the most important things is to feel your feelings. Recognize that the pain and the experience of this is real and it's common. All of us, uh, if you talk to a human, are going to have a misunderstanding at some point. And so it's not about understanding how to not have them. I think it's really important, especially as leaders, to expect misunderstandings so that you can also guide whenever you're trying to do anything that's new, any change. It's really important to expect misunderstandings and to speak in such a way that you also ask questions to create more understanding of what they understand right? So, but when you are in the muck of somebody saying something to you or about you that was completely misunderstood, it's going to be really painful, especially when it's the opposite of who you are, right? So when they misinterpret and think that you're a bad person or think that you don't care about them, when you love them, that's going to hurt a lot. And so it's really important, one, to not gaslight yourself. Don't try to immediately go to this positive, happy-feeling place. It's important for you to feel that emotion. There are a couple reasons why it's important to feel or sit with your emotion 
And it is also going to help you recognize that this feeling that you are feeling in your body isn't wrong. So one of the reasons why we won't go and have these conversations and the reasons why we won't fix misunderstandings is because either we're stuck in the fight or flight, which is only stays there for an extended period of time when we don't sit there and allow ourselves to feel those feelings. When we suppress them and hold them down or try to distract ourselves, we don't allow those emotions to settle. Um, and, and when you're in this clearer space, when you're no longer, your blood isn't rushing to your limbs ready to fight, then this is a great time for you to maybe then have that conversation. But when we are completely raw and unfiltered and we have no idea what emotion it is that we're trying to create with this person, sometimes it can make it a little bit messier. I do also want to share with you that I have an agreement because I do my work, like I do this work that I'm teaching you every single day, if not once, multiple times, then I can hold space for my people, my employees, my clients to give me their raw, unfiltered thoughts because I can recognize them as not me, as not personal. But when we haven't, even known about this work for a while, it's going to feel personal. And I also want to say, like, even with this work, it still feels personal every once in a while. So I just want to validate all of the different aspects of it, of what it is in our mind, especially when we really care about the person that is having this misunderstanding. So when we sit with our emotions, it's going to look like pausing and naming the emotion. Once we name the emotion, we're going to describe it. Is it moving? Is it stuck? Is it a color? Is it pokey? Is it soft? Is it like jello? Once we can identify what it actually physically looks like, feels like, then we just sit with it for as long as we need to. We just experience that emotion. And we breathe with it, maybe for five minutes, maybe for 10 minutes, however long that it needs to be there. When we recognize that we can sit with this emotion for five minutes or 10 minutes, we don't need to run away. We don't need to go push ourselves on the bike. We don't need to go and eat a pound of chocolate. Whatever it is that we use to distract ourselves, scrolling on social media, working really hard, sometimes they seem really positive, but we no longer need to do those things when we allow ourselves to sit with our emotions. Once we sit with our emotions and we no longer are suppressing it, we are now able to handle ourselves like an emotion. We are now an emotional adult, right? So once we have experienced that emotion, now we can flip the script. Now we can see the opportunities in disguise. When we have processed that emotion and no longer feels really heavy, then we can actually move through and 
learn the emotional experience to the transformative power of the misunderstandings. You can see the transformation because you're no longer in the weeds of this thought. So as I've said already, we're human. We are all prone to errors. Even when you're talking to the person with the best intentions ever, we just need to know that misunderstandings are just a part of our life. When we can understand expanding perspectives and how misunderstandings can serve as a learning tool, this is something that I just had a conversation actually with a person is recognizing the perspective that this person has and the perspective that I have. I can get really, really clear once I recognize what I didn't communicate very effectively. It can help me communicate more perfect. Um, more effectively. And it can also give that person a little perspective on me, right? So the next part is relationship building. Every single relationship that I've ever had, there has been multiple misunderstandings. And when we move through resolving misunderstandings, they have always deepened my relationships with them. Because At the beginning, they can't read my mind. They might think they can, and I might think I can read their mind, but it's impossible. And as we go through these bumps on the road is when I can know, oh my gosh, I'm a messy person, you guys, and my husband's very clean. And you've probably heard this before, but the first couple bumps on the road, I was terrified that he would get annoyed with me because I'm a messy person. But now we've been multiple bumps down the road And he's still pure and not annoyed with the fact that I get distracted and leave things around. And he knows that I'm not trying to make him angry. So he doesn't take it personal at all. And that's the exact thing that happens in each and everything in our life, each and every relationship. We have a misunderstanding. We we show up in love like, hey, friend, like, I'm so sorry that you thought that I said that. But this is what I meant to say, and this is, I don't know, sometimes I I really like saying, hey, my intention is always out of love, and we can have a constructive conversation around what it is that they interpreted and what I can do to be more clear next time. And it, it just builds this deep trust, not only for me with them, but them with me that we can also move through that misunderstanding. When you have never had a misunderstanding with somebody, you don't know, is this person just pretending that they like me? Or are they willing to have uncomfortable conversations with me and move through misunderstanding? This inevitable experience that we have with our human minds, especially when we care a lot. As we move through this, we're building skills. The first time of doing anything, the first time having a tough conversation of like, hey, when you said this, I interpreted it this way. Or when you said this, I felt this way. That's very vulnerable. And a lot of people are not comfortable with that. But guess what? The best way to build a skill is by doing it. And so every single time that we explain ourselves, knowing that everybody's in their own minds, every single person's getting their own little interpretation of something, it also helps us build the skill of 
patience, active listening, empathy, and resolving the misunderstandings. Sometimes that resolving misunderstandings is also thinking about, hey, when I'm presenting something, what are some of the questions or the things that they could be very confu- be confused about? Not going too crazy, but trying to create essentially a template for rolling something out in the business or you know, there's probably ways that we could apply this into a personal life experience too. I'm on the side of ADHD that I processize like everything. Every single thing that I can create a process for, even in my personal life, it makes things so much easier because otherwise I forget pieces and parts. So this is a super tangent, but if I just really want... (laughs) to remind you guys that you don't have to remember everything and you can put something in a notes of something that really helps you. So we just talked about skill building and I think that's really important as we practice that muscle, as we lift that vulnerability and willingness to have tough conversations. A thought that I have is I love tough conversations. Think about all the times that you've had tough conversations and the outcomes that they've had. Every single time that I come from a place not of rejection or victim, I come from a place of seeking understanding and seeking connection. I'm not coming in with my arms of flailing and pissed off, right? Because in that, if I'm pissed off, I'm just going to create more anger between them and between me. So I'm not saying to go and have these conversations without experiencing your emotions first and deciding how you want to feel going into these conversations. But the skill that we build also on recognizing what emotion that we want to feel in that conversation is very, very important. And that's something that I kind of skated over a little bit. That is something that every single time I'm going to have a really tough conversation or something that's just uncomfortable, I always, 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 always beforehand recognize, hey, what emotion do I want to feel in the outcome of this conversation? 99.999% of the time, it's I want connection. So the feeling of connected is the feeling that I want to feel. And I can figure out the thoughts And I feel that connection in my body and it immediately changes me so that I can now have a productive yet still emotional conversation with this person that I'm experiencing the misunderstanding with. When we're able to do this, it helps you create emotional resilience. So many people in my that are my employees, they think that I'm, they've actually told me from multiple people like, man, you're so grounded. Your emotions are always so level. It's amazing the things that people think from the outside, right? But it's because I'm doing this work. When I recognize even in the hardest thing, like I already shared with you, misunderstandings are my biggest fear. Misunderstandings is like a deep core thing That gives me a visceral response. And when I can even take misunderstandings and experience the emotion of the rejection or experience the emotion of the hurt and experience the the feeling of blame, these help me actually become more resilient in all of my emotions. 
I get to feel them. And then I get to decide how I want to show up in this conversation. I get to decide if I want to even feel connected to this person. And when I recognize once I've done the work and I've felt the emotions and I'm no longer in fight or flight, then I can decide, hey, this person believes this about me. Is this something that I want to have a a conversation about? Most of the time when we're thinking like, well, screw this person, they obviously don't know me, blah, blah, blah. Those are more often, that's you responding to rejection, right? You felt that rejection and now you're pushing into rejection. So when you are responding in a way that actually, you know, most of us have these experiences where we've kind of made things worse, that is when we have not felt the feelings yet. And we're responding to the feelings that we're refusing to feel. Or the other thing that a lot of us do when we've been practicing the self-awareness is we immediately try to switch to a happy thought. Like we try to go exactly to all of the, like the relationship building and the skill building. And we're thinking about how this is going to help us in the future. Well, if we haven't felt our emotions first, We're just putting a flower in a pile of manure, right? Our original shame, our original emotion that we're pushing up into, in this example, it's rejection. We, if we don't look and experience that rejection that we're feeling, we're just planting a seed in it. We're trying to make it look pretty, but we haven't actually dove into it yet. On a hot summer day, remember that manure is still going to smell. But if you can look and experience the manure, the manure creates fertilizer for stronger, healthier roots. So I want you to think about your gut reactions when misunderstandings happen. Are you defensive? Are you impatient? Are you ready to call it quits? You need to get curious about those reactions. There's often an emotional underbelly of fear or anger that you might not even be aware of. It's time to expose it, to explore it, and then you can tackle the misunderstandings from a place of emotional intelligence. I want you to ask yourself some questions. When you are experiencing a misunderstanding and your heart is fluttering and you're experiencing all of this, if you are in front of the person, I want you to decide how you want to show up. We're all emotional adults here and we get to decide how we want to show up. So my number one suggestion is to breathe first and foremost, and then you can ask and decide, hey, and create clear intentions. Hey, I love you. And this is a tough conversation for me right now. Can I talk to you in five minutes? I need to go and breathe and I need to process this so I can show up in a way for you that I want to. But if I talk about this right now, I'm worried that I'm going to say things that I don't mean. So it's also very helpful for you to say that intention for yourself. And if you don't know your intention before you talk to this person, it might be really important for you to figure out what are your values? What are the things that you are driven towards? And one way that it's really easy to figure out like, hey, these are the things that are my drivers is you can kind of look at your top five emotions and experiences that were really hard for you 
and turn it around and recognize, huh, what was the thing that I didn't have in that moment? Essentially like, oh my gosh, when this person did this and almost all of my stories that really affected me were misunderstandings. And what I recognized, surprise, surprise, is that it was a lack of connection. Like I just, my love for these people, it's happened a couple of times, was misunderstood. And so one, I I would just want to be loved and they misinterpreted it. And then two, I lost connection with somebody that I loved. And so I know in that one, even multiple stories that I have two base emotions that I'm constantly seeking. It's love and connection. And I would be pretty surprised to think that not every single one of us are wired for love and connection. Oftentimes the internal thoughts that fuel our reactions to misunderstandings are influenced by underlying emotions of fear and anger that we may not immediately recognize. They can manifest as defensiveness. This is afraid of appearing inadequate or angry that your thoughts are not valued. Impatience can be another one. Fearing a waste of time or being angered by a perceived lack of respect retreating, fearful of more conflict or angry that others aren't making an effort. Perfectionism is another one that a lot of my clients experience. They're afraid of failing to communicate effectively or they're angry at themselves for the same exact thing, for not being able to communicate, which is just this spiral, right? We are responding to something. We're afraid to talk to them in fear of making it worse. But the only way that we would make it worse is by responding with the defensiveness, the impatience, the retreat, expecting it to be perfect. Or the last one here is mistrust. When we're mistrusting, we're fearful of betrayal or angered by a perceived act of sabotage. So when we mistrust ourselves or we mistrust them, we no longer trust them, Think about the way that we're going to show up, right? When we show up with mistrust, we're not going to listen. We're not going to, it's definitely not going to be helpful. But the number one one that I just shared here is defensiveness because all of us experience defensiveness when we're in a state of conflict. So recognizing this, what are the things that you do when you are feeling defensive? What are the things you do not do when you're feeling defensive? Some people actually retreat when they're feeling defensive and they don't ever go out there and have the conversations. So I want you to think about these five emotions, defensiveness, impatience, retreating, running away, perfectionism, also kind of a form of running away, or mistrust, mistrusting yourself or mistrusting them. And I want you to think, hey, are these some of the emotions that I experience? Betrayal is another one. Make a list of the feelings that you experience during conflict, during this misunderstanding, and just get really familiar with those feelings that we experience in our body that would either fuel a reaction or could fuel a very deliberate response to the misunderstandings. 
Because when we have a very specific thought and feeling, it's going to take us down a very different route. Like I was talking about before, if we didn't know that we were reacting from betrayal, we would create more betrayal. If we knew that we were feeling betrayal, we could feel it, we could process it, and then we no longer were resisting the betrayal, we no longer were running away from the betrayal, trying to cover it up, and we could experience a deliberate emotion. So misunderstandings are a double-edged sword. On one side, they can leave us emotionally bruised, but on the other side, they offer us unparalleled opportunities to grow both within ourselves and in our relationships with others. It is essential to allow ourselves to experience the emotions that arise during our misunderstandings. This emotional authenticity to who we are and how we feel is going to allow us to build the roots on which we can build better communication strategies and ultimately stronger and more genuine relationships. I hope you have a beautiful week, my friends. I'll talk to you soon. If you love this podcast, we would love your review or a share with a friend. If you're ready to jump in, create change, and trust your brain this year, let's jump on a complimentary coaching call. You can go to ADHDboss.fun or you can go to ellen.argo on Instagram. There is a link in my bio to book your complimentary one-on-one coaching session. I can't wait to meet you soon. Bye friends.